Welcome to the Sussex County edition of the Shift for Wellness podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Caputo, and this space has been created just for you, whether you're a teacher or not, as it promotes living with ease while facing challenges and tragedies with courage and resilience. Stress and anxiety levels in students have become a major issue in the classroom, and that's why I'm super excited you tuned in, because this series is all about highlighting what the teachers throughout the County of Sussex are doing with their classes in the name of social and emotional learning. One thing I've come to know about facing challenges and tragedies is that kids of all ages sitting in classrooms all throughout Sussex County and the state of New Jersey suffer greatly from them. And year after year, I witness these levels in children increasing. Students trust themselves less, they lack resiliency, as well as the ability to cope with minor disruptions. As the Sussex County Teacher of the Year for the 2019-2020 school year, it's become my mission to seek out those teachers who are making tremendous shifts in the learning process for kids. And with the help of our Executive County Superintendent of Schools, Dr. Rosalie Lamont, and all of the chief administrators in the county, I've been able to make some connections, hear some stories, and learn about the healthy goodness that's happening with our kids in the classroom to help them build strong social and emotional character, which creates a solid foundation to confront the personal and academic challenges they're facing. Today I'm here with Melissa Van Blarkham, who is a school psychologist for the Andover Regional School District. Melissa, thank you so much for taking the time to sit with me today. I really appreciate it because I know that you're busy and I'm excited to highlight all the goodness that you are doing throughout your school district. So I know that you are a certified mindfulness educator through Mindful Schools. So can you tell us a little bit about what that means and what it allows you to do in the classroom? Of course, and thank you for having me. Mindful Schools is an online-based program where you can develop your own personal mindfulness practice, but you can also learn about how to provide that practice to others. So in my case, I really wanted to be able to provide it through a therapeutic and more counseling standpoint in the school. So I took both the personal development course and then I moved on to the educator course. The educator course provides you with a structured lesson plan. They show you how to break the lessons apart, how to teach them, and the the way that they should be presented in order. So I was able to learn a lot about how to provide the right language to reach them at their own level rather than as an adult. So I'm curious to know then what caused you to initiate this? Was it a school-based initiative or was this purely a creation of your own? Mindfulness in the schools was something that I brought to my administration because I felt like as a psychologist who was providing counseling directly to the students in both elementary and middle school, I found a lot of reoccurrent themes where students were dysregulated and they were in need of coping strategies. And I think a lot of times we are so focused on the academics and the rote instruction of how to teach reading and we understand how to teach math and we have levels and progress and we are able to monitor that. We really don't have the same framework for social emotional skills. And I, I couldn't agree with you more. And that is my mission. My mission is to really debunk the idea of mindfulness as a class period and really help teachers to integrate it into their actual daily lessons so that it could be more of a form of instruction rather than just a class period. So I would love to know how the students and the staff are responding to it. The interesting thing about our school district is we are kind of hitting it from a two-prong approach. 
I am in classrooms, in certain classrooms, providing mindfulness lessons directly to students and staff because the teachers who um, know me now know that they are a student once they are in those lessons. But we are also in the middle school conducting mindful moments at the start of each block. So every 75 minutes for all the academic classes, the students know that the first minute of the class is dedicated to mindful breathing. So the teachers have a script. They've been trained by me on how to do it. And the children have kind of taken off with it. And they actually lead it in a lot of the classrooms. So students and staff alike are able to kind of transition to a new room, take that nice deep breath, be able to sit quietly and silently and prepare themselves for that transition, whether it's from science to math, whether it's from gym to language arts, or any of the other transitions they experience. I love that it's actually become a part of the school culture. And so everybody has the same language as well. That is so ideal. I love that. Was there, and, and the fact that you're in there supporting the teachers with what they need and then also representing the students to support them with what they need. Were there any hiccups along the way? So for people that are listening and that would like to implement this into their own programs, is there anything that they would have to look out for? Anything that you experienced that maybe you can help them avoid in the process? I think the mindful moment is much easier to facilitate in terms of any kind of challenges. One thing I did notice is that I have to keep up with any staff changes. So in September or whenever we have a new staff member, they do need to have a script and they need to be instructed. For my scripts, we have a mindful posture or a mindful body mm -hmm. where there is a seated position that they follow. So I do sit with them and teach them what that means and then go over the script with them and make sure they don't have any questions. So that part has been very smooth. The mindfulness classes that are provided in the classrooms are a little bit trickier because of my role. Sometimes I have scheduled meetings and I can't make it to a time that I had already planned to be doing a mindfulness lesson or something comes up with a student need or a parent phone call or something takes longer than I have anticipated. So luckily for me, the staff that I work with are very forgiving and patient and understand that you know I might not make it exactly on time or I might block 20 minutes and take 15 just to give myself a little wiggle room to travel or I might need to reschedule. So in that aspect, the teachers have been really good to me. I think this is a good opportunity to let educators and administrators out there know that um, the certified mindful educator is consists of two classes that you can take through mindfulschools.org. And there's one essentials course, which allows you to build your own mindfulness practice. And then there's a mindful educators course. And that's what gives you all of the... Um, scientific um, and neurological background on mindfulness, mindfulness in the brain, and also those lesson plans that are available. So I think it would be great for teachers to talk to their administration and see if they would maybe even pay for those courses so they can have access to those materials as well. Because it really is important for teachers to buy into this program and develop their own mindfulness practice. Would you agree with that before they can even teach um, students? Absolutely. I think that understanding how mindfulness works for your body and the benefits that you experience are the way that you understand how they can help someone else. Yeah, and especially if a student is struggling, sometimes students don't feel quite comfortable to close their eyes or get into that mindful body. Maybe it's okay for them to just do whatever's working for them for that day. Um, I think it's important for a teacher to be sensitive to that in order for a student to really buy into the practice. And I think that works the same for academics, where there's several different ways to solve a math problem. There's also several different ways to be mindful. So the way I explain it to students is we are going to practice in a mindful body because that's the way we learn it in, a, in this room. However, when you go home at night, you can be mindful breathing before bed. When you're laying down, you can sit on the school bus. You don't have to be in a certain posture to experience the benefits. But I do think when they learn it 
in a more structured way, they are able to feel the benefits a little bit more quickly. Yeah, I like that. I really love that you're giving that message to them. What is your favorite part about this program? I think the best part is seeing the results. So it's always nice when kids are excited when you're coming in. Sometimes maybe they just want a break from their class, but you know, sometimes they're actually excited to be doing mindfulness. And I think that hearing from a student that they were able to breathe through a problem or they didn't know what to do, so they just sat and breathed and they felt better. And even hearing from a staff member, you know, I had a rough meeting this morning, practice your mindfulness, and I felt better, you know. Yeah. So I think sometimes the adults get just as much of a benefit as the children do, and I think that's a cycle. So when we're all feeling more calm and we're all feeling more still and mindful, we all help each other kind of get into that energy as well. Yeah, I agree. Being a teacher in the classroom and implementing this practice, it definitely causes you to purposefully pause and really respond to things that are happening as opposed to reacting to things. The teachers, I just love the benefits that I get get out of it as well. So where do you see this program going? I like to ask this question because as educators, we often have these really great, big, lofty ideas, and sometimes they get sidetracked for reasons beyond our control, whether it has to do with budget or access to resources. Do you see any room for expansion of this program? And if so, what do you think would be necessary in order to make that happen? I would love to see the Mindful Moments program go district-wide. Yeah. So right now we are school-wide at Long Pond School, but I would love to see the elementary students experience that as well. And I would also love to provide more classes at the elementary level, where more often than not I'm stationed at the middle school just because of my role. But I would like to see that implemented down um, more in the kindergarten and first grade especially because I feel like as soon as the students understand what mindfulness is and what it does for their body, it's more normalized as they get older. The sooner they can have the coping strategy, the better their academic success and their social and emotional success will be. The other thing I would love to do now that our preschool program is up and running is to provide lessons in the preschool. Wow. Mindful schools lesson plans go down to kindergarten, but I do think they could be easily adapted once you're comfortable with the program to provide to preschool. And I do think that it would be fun to do some nice yoga positions, yes. some animal poses yes. that facilitate breathing that really get the kids kind of moving and fun and excited. And it brings that aspect of physical activity to the program as also. Yeah. yeah. I love that this whole idea just really opens up education to the mind-body experience. I'm just so happy that this is where we are. I've been waiting for this for a really, really long time. Melissa, you've shared a lot of great information with us here today. Are you willing to give your contact information with the listeners so anyone with further questions can reach out to you? Absolutely. I would be happy to take any questions and help anybody jumpstart the program because it's something that I really believe in. The best way to reach me is by email at mvanblarkham at andoverregional.org. And that is spelled M for Melissa, V-A-N-B-L-A-R-C-O-M. And that's at andoverregional.org. That's great. Thank you. And is there anything else you'd like to add before we sign off? I would just like to say thank you for spotlighting mindfulness initiatives here in schools and especially in the county. I think it's so important as educators because we have this wonderful access to so many different children that we're able to teach them both academic and social emotional skills that they can use throughout their lifetime. I had such a lovely time speaking with Dr. Van Blarkham about her role as the certified mindfulness educator in the Long Pond School in Andover. Our chat brought back so many memories of my early days learning about mindfulness with the Mindful Schools program. The simple shift that was shared in this interview today is that in order to teach mindfulness, one needs to build and establish their own mindfulness practice. 
Dr. Van Blarkham speaks about the need for a teacher to be able to know how the practice works for their own body and how to have the ability to tune in to how their bodies experience the practice in order to teach it to students. I've heard it stated quite flippantly that anyone can teach mindfulness, but you know what? I disagree. Saying that anyone can teach mindfulness is the equivalent of, and just as naive as, saying anyone can teach phys ed, anyone can teach the ABCs, anyone can teach a kid how to add. No, they can't. Teaching is a gift. You either have it or you don't. Teaching elementary school is for some while teaching the teenagers is for others. Just because you went to college, got a degree, and passed a test that earned you a certificate doesn't mean that you can teach. It doesn't mean that you're going to affect change. The ability to teach is a gift. It's a craft. And teaching well is having an innate sense for what is needed now in the moment and having an uncanny sense for knowing what's to come. Teachers have a withitness, an all-knowing, intuitive sense for what is needed and when it's needed. In order for a teacher to teach mindfulness and to teach it effectively, it needs to be a part of who they are as a person. It needs to be a part of their lifestyle. I love that Dr. Van Blarkham brings to light the fact that there's no framework for social and emotional learning in the classroom. And therefore, she goes into classes and trains teachers as they learn alongside their students the posture necessary for practice. She teaches teachers how to own their own practice so they can be sensitive to the needs of students as they practice. She trains teachers and students with scripts so they have the appropriate language for their level of learning that's needed to practice successfully. So my response to the notion that anyone can teach mindfulness is maybe, but are they teaching it well? And the way the practice is intended to be integrated into the body, the brain, and the breath Kids can spot a fake a mile away, and if mindfulness is not a part of your lifestyle, good luck getting them to buy in. The Long Pond School in Andover, New Jersey, has embraced the practice of mindful moments. The first minute of every class is dedicated to practicing mindfulness, which is a great example of how mindfulness is woven right into their school culture. This is an amazing instructional practice at play here. Did you also catch Melissa referring to her staff as forgiving and patient when she had to cancel teaching for them due to scheduling conflicts or a student crisis? That's what a mindful staff looks like. Mindfulness is about compassion, understanding, and non-judgment. And it's very clear that my guest today is doing a beautifully successful job at creating that culture in her school. Once the mic was off, I learned so much more about Melissa after our interview that I'd like to share with you before I sign off. Dr. Van Blarkham is a part-time employee at the school. She's the resident muralist, and several of her colorful creations can be found all throughout the halls of the school. And you can check out a couple on the blog post at shiftforwellness.com 41. They're amazing. Melissa is also the co-coordinator of the Earth Club at the Long Pond School, which grows sunflowers, tomatoes, and all sorts of veggies in raised beds in one of the courtyards on campus. 
The club also cares for a koi pond, which was installed by their principal, Mr. Brian Fleming, and the pond is nestled in another courtyard, which creates a very peaceful outdoor area for eating and for mindfulness practices to occur, along with counseling sessions that are conducted there for students in need. I would like to take this opportunity to again thank Dr. Melissa Van Blarkham, school psychologist at the Long Pond School in Andover, New Jersey, for making herself available and for sharing her practices with us. Feel free to reach out to her with questions you have about how to make the practice of mindfulness a part of your school culture. I would also like to thank the superintendent of schools, Mr. Dennis Tobin, and the principal of the Long Pond School, Mr. Brian Fleming, for allowing me to highlight their district and for supporting the implementation of best practices in social and emotional learning. To learn more about making mindfulness a part of your lifestyle and classroom instruction, listen to the four-part mindfulness series I recently produced here on the Shift for Wellness podcast titled The Mindful Human. You can also read the article titled Mindfulness is Not a Class Period, It's a Lifestyle that's coming out in the April edition of the NJEA Review. And right now, you can check out this month's edition of the NJEA Review for T.J. Belasco's article, Finding Peace in the Workplace. TJ is the Cape May County Teacher of the Year for the 2019-2020 school year, and in his article, he shares how to get through the day as a teacher with personal mindfulness practices. TJ has also just created the Mindful Classroom podcast that can be found on Spotify. Subscribe to his podcast there and listen to what TJ has to say on the topic of mindfulness. He intends to publish twice a week and also lead you through mindfulness practices that you can make your own and turnkey to your classes. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I wonder which district I'm going to feature next. You'll need to tune in to find out. And remember, it's not about being perfect. It's about being easy with the practice.